91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and, oh, the practical effects. <sighs> um, and also the male gaze? My gaze at the males. hi From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. Will you be home for Christmas this year? I will be home for Christmas this year. Dude, this week we're talking about probably one of my favorite Christmas movies that I know gets a lot of hate. But there's just... Listen, I I was born in 92. The 90s to me are the quintessential like Christmas movie years for me. So a movie... That just screams 90s to me is the movie we're talking about today. And we're talking about I'll Be Home for Christmas, starring the always gorgeous JTT himself, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. So I remember when this movie came out. I'm a little bit older than you. (laughs) I was in elementary school, and that was the prime time for a little thing called Time for Kids. And it was Time Magazine's yeah. like elementary school focused magazine that they would ship out to schools, and it would be like history stuff. That's how I first learned about the Titanic. Was like Time for Kids ran an article about them discovering the Titanic at the like finding yeah. the uh, the Titanic location, and they definitely did an episode about this movie. I'll be home for Christmas, like a behind um, the scenes type deal. A little bit of behind the scenes. They also would do a weird thing where they would have like script clips like it would be like a scene from the movie in script form i don't remember too many details honestly about what those were and that's fine <laughs> that's really fine like but but i i wanted to see this movie like this was a movie that i wanted to watch yeah and i didn't get around to it and then i forgot that the movie existed entirely like just brain dumped out of my head had no clue that this movie existed and 
I was at a friend's giving at at someone's house, and they had put this on. I guess it was on Netflix at the time. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah, I remember this movie. I never got around to watching it. And I was only seeing it in bits and pieces. But this, for me, was a pandemic movie. When the pandemic hit, really, the first Christmas in the pandemic was when I was like, I am going to try to watch all of it. All of the Christmas stuff that's uh, at my fingertips, I'm going to go for it this year. I'm trapped in the house. I'm not going to see anybody. Like, let's just get Christmas as hell in this bitch. And this was on Disney Plus, and I watched it, and I think I watched it twice that year. I've watched it twice the previous year. Like, this very quickly was in my, like, I like this movie. Fuck yeah, dude. It's just a feel-good jam. Like, it really is. Now, I get, I can understand if people don't like this movie. I get it. Because Jonathan Taylor Thomas's character for large portions of the movie is unfucking bearable <laughs> But that's the point. Like, he's yeah. supposed to be... You know who he reminds me of? First of all, I have to remind myself that he's at, like, a weird private high school. Because he's not in college in this movie, is he? He's not. I thought they were at college. Maybe they're at college. I'm Maybe 90% sure they're at college. Hold on. Either way, this might be the only time where the they undercast it instead of overcast it, the characters. What? They're California seemed- boarding school. That's what I mean. Like, they... But they're... Like, and I understand that, like... They're over 16, but some of these kids are driving cross-country. Like, is that a normal thing that high schoolers do? So, beyond that, we'll we'll (laughs) skip over the fact that the logical leaps of, like, a 17-year-old driving... I need to talk... I do need to talk about this movie from the beginning, but we can start here. (laughs) But we're going to start here because Jonathan Taylor Thomas's character is introduced to us, and what he reminds me of the most is, like... Ryan Reynolds circa Van Wilder. Okay, like, yeah, one hundred percent. This, this like too cool for school. You kind of want to like him. Yeah, he can make anything possible, but you can also tell that he values himself over every other person on the planet in such a dramatic way. Yeah, for sure. So he he's kind of rough to deal with. But yes, yeah, so let's even go further back because okay. I think you and I have talked about this before. I know that this motherfucker loves an animated credit scene. Hell yeah, <laughs> dude. Movie. So like, did this, I can't remember, did this uh, movie, what is the song playing during? Is it? Is it Happy Holidays? Is it Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays by NSYNC? No, that's the closing. That's the closing, song. okay. I do not remember what the, the start of this one was. I know that at some okay. point we get, I know a couple of songs that pop up in it. I genuinely don't remember the intro. I watched. Dude, this we got fucking Aqua in this movie. Whoa, no, like, no, no. you pause, you pause because we are gonna get there. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, sorry. Um. So we I open. I have the weirdest, creepiest <laughs> note I think I've ever written in my entire. All right. Life save it. That. Save so it. We'll save it. That. All right. So we open up a fantastic animated credit sequence with a basically just a white circle wearing a Santa hat that is just making its way. From name credit to name credit. And then we we start on college boarding school student Jake Wilkinson, who is played by Jonathan Taylor Thomas. And I believe we begin with him going to see his girlfriend. The, the, correct. Correct. Okay. So he's going to see his girlfriend. Matt, how familiar are you with like seeing foods and movies and you're like, God damn, that looks good. And then you like try it and you're like that was not as good as i anticipated i would say honestly more often than not it's cartoon food like, yeah okay i can get behind like, that 
like I have said this, I think before, but there is no pizza that looks as delicious to me as the pizza in a goofy movie where the yeah. cheese is like stretching from slice like across the room. Fuck and you're yeah, just like, dude. oh, that looks so leading good. Pow- leading tower of cheese. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Fantastic. Dude, Teddy says that shit all the time. Cracks me up every time. Ten-year-old Dylan Lyles really wanted to try cherry crunch power bars <laughs> like <laughs> for some reason so he knocks on his girlfriend's door and for some reason her her dorm mate is just not letting him in i don't think they ever established why like just for the fact that she doesn't like him so he basically was like, I've got these power bars and she's typical jock so she's like, are they cherry crunch? And he's like, would you expect anything else? And I will tell you, I've lost nights of sleep thinking about those Cherry Crunch Power Bars, man. And they're not good. (laughs) (laughs) They taste exactly what a diet supplement energy bar would taste like. And it's not great. And it's really upsetting. But he goes in and he begins to snuggle with his girlfriend, played by a Seventh Heaven jessica beale like we are in the midst of seventh heaven right yes so so you know we will jump to dr jones for a second (laughs) jessica jessica beale jessica beale is someone who i have never (laughs) jessica beale is someone who i've never actually understood the attraction to like i think she's pretty yeah but she's never been like one of my like crushes growing up but I will say that Jessica Biel, to me, has never seemed cuter than when she is singing Dr. Jones in this truck. I, she is, she is, is in something. such a, like, adorable, like, like it's not like, oh, I'm attracted to this, what is supposed to be a 17-year-old girl. But it's, like, attracted <laughs> to, like... I'm gonna, let's take that clip. And <laughs> yeah, let me dig myself out of this hole real quick. I've talked about this before with like the American Pie movies. Yeah. I think because relationships are not a thing that I've been in very frequently, there are like these moments that represent to me what a good, fun relationship is. And like part of that is like singing stupid songs in the car. Yeah. So like seeing her give like 110% to this like Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones, Paige, and Dr. Dr. Jones. Like. And she's like loving it. Like she's like dancing and singing it. I'm like, I, yeah, like I would love to be in a relationship with any girl that is like that unashamed to be that weird in a car ride while listening to music. We get those moments from her a decent amount in this movie. To me, this was this was the this is the only time Jessica Biel. Gorgeous woman. Gorgeous. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't want anybody to take this the wrong way. This was the only movie that I was like, oh, my God, I have such a crush on this girl. And, yeah. and like, throughout the whole movie, even as a kid, and seeing her since, again, absolutely gorgeous, but it never hit the same way it hit in I'll Be Home I, for Christmas. And I think part of it is because, and this is maybe just speaking to you and I, she's not depicted as, like, the hot supermodel. She's no. very much depicted as like the girl next door yep. versus like she turns like 24 and every single movie she's like the girl that walks into the room and every single guy's like falling over themselves yeah. to try to impress her. And I feel like it almost like overhyped Jessica Biel yeah. where you're like, I mean, come on, she's yeah. cute, but like- it's the very sweaty uh, Texas Chainsaw remake thing for me where we're like putting her in a half shirt and and I'm like to me that's not Jessica Biel but yeah 
whatever, man. So we cut to him. Um, he's he's waking her up, and and he, it's a very almost sweet moment. And it's revealed that he has booked tickets to where are they trying to go? Cabo, Cabo San Lucas, and Jessica Biel's character is like, what the fuck? Like you know that I go home for Christmas every year. Like we live near each other. Like up, I. It's never discussed, but they grew up together, or or yeah. they lived. Their families lived near each other. Lived near each other. Ended up in a completely different state at yeah. the same boarding school. And Don't question it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't so, question why these exactly. two kids from New York are now in a boarding school together in California. And it's also kind of revealed that Jake's been avoiding going home pretty much since his father or his mother passed away and his father remarried. Ten yeah. months later. And, you know, I I, I, I understand his, his, like, his feelings. I totally get them. That being said... Dude, stop being a dick, bro. Like, <laughs> like he is a giant dick to his family for pretty he's, much this entire movie. <laughs> the whole movie, he is acting so... He's acting like his father shit on his mother's grave. <laughs> well, I was going to say, it's, it's very much like, you know, in the Harry Potter books, Harry is so excited to get to stay at school for yeah. Christmas. Jake ain't living underneath the staircase yeah, being starved to death. Exactly. Like, exactly. He's not going home like, to live with Aunt Petunia. All right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I feel so bad for Gary Cole throughout this oh, movie. God, and the fact that he has to be like, I will give you my fucking Porsche if you just yeah. spend Christmas with me because yeah. I love you and miss you. Like, that is heartbreaking. Yeah. Um. So we find out that Jake's kind of a, a scammer. Like, that's his deal is he scams to make cash. Um, and we see his like little partner in crime. I don't remember his name, but he's on the roof making snow because they're like trying to have a sweet moment with Jessica Beale. He pisses her off. She goes off to a final or whatever. And then we cut to him helping the stereotypical bully gang cheat on a test through the means of beepers. And it's, 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 I actually really dig this segment of them throwing the test out the window and him catching it and running across town and and doing the whole Did, beeper beeper uh, bit. So after this movie, there was a series of films that came out. I would say in like the two thousands, there was like a trio of movies about people cheating. Yeah, in high school and college. I literally uh, just tossed a DVD of Cheats. I think I was going to say Cheats is with great. Matthew Lawrence. Yeah, and, and uh, what's his face? Tri- Elias from uh, yeah, Elias from from Clerks, Clerks two, two and three. And, three. and uh, I mean Napleby, aka Martin Hell yeah. Starr, early yep. Martin Starr. God, movie. I haven't seen that movie in at least ten years. But yeah, I would say that movie and Slackers are the two that always yep. jump. Dude, we to my just mind. watched Slackers the other night. That Slackers movie's is kind so of not great. No, it's <laughs> look. Tonally, it's that a movie bit does up. not hold up at no, all. But I still the parts that made me laugh as a kid, I still laugh at most. I think of them. I needed to watch that movie by myself and not show it to Teddy for the first time. Yeah, I don't know why that was a share. <laughs> that is not a movie I will share with any. I was being like, at. this. I love this movie as a like a teenager, and we're watching it, and she's like, keeps giving me these like what the fuck looks, and I'm like, yeah, I think I just really <laughs> found this movie sexy, and I couldn't get like porn so <laughs> no i me and my friends used to watch that movie 
constantly. We yeah. would quote that movie like crazy. But yeah, you got to look past the fact that it is not great. Not a 22, <laughs> 2022 is, movie either. <laughs> no, but there's there's definitely some funny lines in there. Uh, yeah, primarily sure. through Jason, Swordsman. Jason Siegel and Jason. The Jasons really yeah, bring the Jasons the heat. really carry it for <laughs> right. sure. So but yes, but there's. Yes, there's this cheating aspect in yeah. the ether of the late 90s, early 2000s of elaborate cheats. Eddie, who's kind <laughs> of the leader of this bully gang, but also really dislikes Jake for a reason. <laughs> so he. I assume it's because of Allie, honestly. Yeah, I, I think like it, maybe it's just her. her. Okay. Yeah. So he catches them in the act, uh, takes the beeper, and basically says, like, says some fucking bully line i don't remember said oh i'm a bully yeah <laughs> oh, i'm a bully and type that in and <laughs> the bully guys are convinced that it is it was jake that that did that so cut to gary cole calls um jake he's like are you gonna come home and he's making excuses yada 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 and finally as matt alluded to earlier promises jake to give him the porsche that he has been working on um if he makes it home christmas eve by dinner okay yeah so jake specifically yes jake being who he is um proceeds to like i mean just tell every single person that will listen to him (laughs) that this is going to happen tells Allie that yep i'm good to go let's let's go home does not reveal why he's going home but let's go home Basically, the bullies and Eddie uh, take Jake for revenge, uh, knock him out, dress him in a Santa suit, glue the hat and beard to him, and drive him out to the fucking desert. They fucking kidnap him. Like, they kid. This is fucking. This is a felony. Like, on multiple fucking levels. Left him to die. There is a vulture chilling with him when he wakes up. Yeah, a killer tumbleweed as well. (laughs) (laughs) But then this ends up. Not only does he fuck over Jake, but now he can continue to fuck over Jake by making Allie. Uh, Jessica Biel's character think that Jake has stood her up on their drive back yeah. home. Which so let's Eddie say, rolls in. So listen, I know <laughs> Allie knows that Jake is kind of a tool. Like, don't, like, duh. That being said, I'm going to assume that this relationship has been serious for a little bit because, again, they grew up together. So it's not like they don't know each other. You're not going to be worried that this guy just disappeared. Yeah, just vanished. Do you remember what song Eddie is blasting as he rolls up to pick up Allie? No. What is it? I remember when I was watching this for the first time, I yelled, holy shit, because he rolls up. And and what is playing out of his car speaker but, I won't be home. I won't be home this Christmas. That's right. It is. It's fucking it's Blink. Blink 182. Yeah. I won't be home this Christmas. Hell yeah. I was like, holy shit. Blink 182. Getting that Disney money. Yep. Go you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Very proud of him. But yeah, so this is where the movie actually, I think the movie really truly starts in the desert. Yeah. Like the boarding school stuff, take it or leave it, whatever. Yeah. That's the really road all trip exposition story. setting us up for yeah. this. The movie is about the road trip. 
Yeah. And, you know, the, we can jump around to a bunch of different stuff. There's a ton of little set pieces along the way. Jake is both fixing people's lives and fucking up people's lives. <laughs> they they also super glued the beard to his face. So it's he has so to, like, fucking, fucking rip that shit off. I love, like, the little shit. The, I will not say that this movie made me laugh out loud. But there are certain bits that just make me fucking giggle. I love when he pulls the hat and it doesn't come off and he grabs the beard. And he goes, the beard too. <laughs> <laughs> it fucking kills me. It's little moments like that. It, it's, it's conversations with his sister and she's like, and he's being attacked by a killer bumblebee tumbleweed. But other than that, <laughs> you get the point. <laughs> and the so, fucking elf guy, God, this movie just has so many great moments. It is a moment to moment movie and I dig it. So we need to talk about Nolan, though. Yeah. All yeah. right. So Nolan, Nolan comes into the, the picture. This is so, another moment where I'm like, God damn, that cheeseburger looks really fucking good. Okay. So here's, <laughs> so I wrote way too much about this. All right. I have so many questions about Nolan eating this cheeseburger in the car. And First dr- of all, yeah. where did the burger come from? <laughs> where he's immediately on the highway but still hasn't taken even the first bite <laughs> or prepped this burger in any way shape or yeah, form for he is driving on the highway and there is like a fresh burger as if it came out of a compartment inside the car <laughs> and placed it on the dashboard and he's like all right now i just got to put my tomatoes and lettuce and, and ketchup on this thing so i'm it ready really is to like he went it. to fucking roy rogers and instead of going through the drive through he's like give me a plain burger and then went to all the fixings and put the fixings in a bag. <laughs> it's like, like I'll just the build logic, this burger on the road. The lo- like I have, you're talking to a man who has driven so many places yeah, for, sure. for so long on the road. Do you like even if I like don't get out of my car and I just pull up to like a McDonald's drive-through? You know I'm gonna pull into a spot for just five or ten minutes to just get the thing situated so I'm not like one hand in it and like open the pack while I'm driving. Or you're ordering something that's much easier to handheld. Yeah, some nuggets and some fries. Like, like, dude, this is like I was that burger still screaming look <laughs> looking at this on my TV I'm like why is he doing this but also kudos to Jonathan Taylor Thomas who can outrun a truck which was yeah. pretty cool <laughs> but uh so Nolan yeah. almost fucking hits dude Jonathan when Taylor Nolan's Thomas. he's got his first real line where he just goes oh man I uh, went and killed, killed Santa, Santa. <laughs> <laughs> I think Nolan is definitely one of the best bits in the movie he's I, great so we find out that Nolan is a thief and has been stealing a ton of shit and it's all in the back of the van. Um, and uh, so they are, they're speeding and the cops yep. go to pull him over. And I, I do love that moment of realization that Jonathan Taylor Thomas has where he's like, everything in the back stolen, is it? <laughs> pull over, Nolan. <laughs> pull over. <laughs> But he uses his he uses his scammer ways he's, to scam his way through this. Man, he's charismatic as Jake. Yeah, yeah. He's um, like, listen, man, this is my elf snow puff, and like we're donating all these yeah. to the children's hospital. And the the police officer's like, sweet, I'll accompany you yeah. to make sure that Can this I, happens. I just want to see those kids' faces, and that's this leads to one of my favorite bits when they're like. You're an elf. Well, what does an elf look like? I don't know. Be happy. And fucking Nolan does that goofy-ass smile. <laughs> he does this goofy smile. And um, 
what's his name? Joseph Gordon Lovett does the same exact smile in the night before in the beginning when he's trying to play the elf. It's the same fucking weird ass, like whimsical, like, <laughs> like it's so fucking strange. So they get to the hospital for what is the saddest moment in this fucking oh. movie. <laughs> no, I mean, there's a couple sad moments in this there's movie, actually. There was moments. a point that got me crying a little bit. But yeah, they, they're they they're giving... It's all kitchen goods yeah. that they're giving to this children's hospital. But it's it's sad. And that that's the big thing about this movie that is nice. And it's something that we talk about all the time. Like, the promise of Christmas to us is the opportunity for anyone to... Ch- turn a new leaf and be yeah. a better person yep. and through this road trip and through all these fucked up experiences jake whose heart is still very hardened at this point but you're seeing little glimpses of it warming up he's he's his heart is growing maybe one size at that point yeah, it will yeah, grow yeah. three sizes before this tale yeah. is over but uh yeah so he's He's touched by the children's hospital thing, even though he realizes that these kids do not want blenders and yeah. kitchen utensils. And he's, but, now, but he's still a fucking dick on the yeah. phone. He calls home and his stepmother answers and is like, well, they're they're outside. Do you want to talk to me? And he's like, no. Yep. <laughs> no, thank you. She's like, hey, what's your sweater size? And he's like, whatever. And hangs up the He's still yeah. such a dick to this woman that, like, all he, all she does is love his dad. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's all she ever did. It's not like she killed his mom. Yeah, <laughs> like, and it's not like there was his, no like, like evil They weren't plot. having an affair. Like, all we know is that the mother passed and the father. They got married maybe a little too quickly, yeah. but they seem very happy, they so seem it doesn't very matter. Happy, exactly. Well, but this is like the thing I do love about this movie is like Nolan kind of now has passed Jake on to Max. Yes. And now Max is utilizing Jake to win over his wife, Marjorie. Which I lied. This is my favorite bit of the <laughs> fucking movie. <laughs> so, Marjorie, so Marjorie works at a steakhouse where all the waitresses dress as cows. <laughs> and it's fucking fantastic. Um, it turns out that Max has cheated on his girlfriend, Marjorie, and the way to win her back is Jake's like, you need to go in there and fucking sing to her. And he does. He goes in there and Max is such a fucking dumb shit. (laughs) (laughs) There's a bit in here where like Jake is like, now get on one knee. And he's like, now on one knee. And he's like, fucking do it. Don't say it. <laughs> yeah, he sings her name to the tune of Oh, oh Christmas. Marjorie. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Yeah, it's it's not, it wouldn't have won me over is all I'm going to no, say. No, it wouldn't but, have won me over either. But I mean, but I don't gets, know. They seem happy. It gets to Marjorie. Yeah, they're happy. Meanwhile, though, Allie and Eddie have to stay at a hotel and the news is there. This wh- is the oh. moment. This is the moment where I was like, no, fuck Allie. Yeah. Uh oh, <laughs> we're underneath mistletoe. You know the international lull of mistletoe. Yeah. If I don't cheat on my boyfriend and kiss you on national TV, you know the cops will arrest me for breaking Christmas. Yeah, codes. exactly. Like, um, no, thank you. This isn't my boyfriend. I'm not yeah. going to kiss him under the mistletoe. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And she, like, kisses him. It's mm-hmm. not, like, a quick... And even Eddie brings that up. I got a little tongue. Like, or, no, he's like, it was a solid 10 seconds. <laughs> 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 and it 
it's like, what the fuck, dude? That was the moment where I was like, fuck this girl, dude. Just go ahead and get your fucking Porsche and drive your ass back to Cali. But what? he can't just let that happen. Nope. He has to fake an organ transplant to derail <laughs> an entire bus wild. of people. Hey, to that pastrami <laughs> sandwich, that looked fucking good too, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's Listen, now taking a bus. This is number one movie with the best looking food. Best looking food, <laughs> but probably the most disappointing to be eaten. <laughs> but yeah, he... he commandeers a bus of people and fucks up their trip by making them have to go all the way to Nebraska for a fake organ transplant just so he can yell at his girlfriend for a little bit. Yeah. Which is, look, maybe it's because I just finished watching all eight episodes of I'm a Stalker on Netflix. Well, this is some stalker-ass shit that's happening. So he gets into the hotel room, whips Eddie's fucking towel off, um, and is basically like freaking out on Allie. And finally, he he shows his hand. He's like, because of you, I'm not going to get home by 6 o'clock. And she's like, well, why do you have to be home by 6 o'clock? And this is the one moment where every, like, smart move Jake has had apparently just fucking explodes out of his head. Because he's like, what? Yeah. Because, like... There are so that's many when dinner reasons is. Yeah. you could That's come when up my with... family has dinner, yeah. and like yeah. that's when they want me there. Exactly. That's when they want me there. I'm trying to be better for my stepmom. I'm, I'm, I want to be home for, for dinner. Like I'm trying to turn a new leaf. But no, this dumb motherfucker reveals everything. Like, why do you have All to be home it. for dinner, Jake? And finally, he tells her. So she takes his place on the bus, takes off, and leaves Jake and Eddie to to kind of wallow. And I, I like the brief bro moment that they have. Yeah. <laughs> that I would have been fine if that was the rest of the movie. That's what <laughs> I thought. Yeah, I would have loved that. And when I was a kid, I really thought this moment was longer. But it really is it's 20 like seconds two minutes. Yes. Of, of them like hanging out, singing a song. And then Eddie's like, man, I just... Oh. I just can't help you. Like, like yeah. it just wouldn't be very Eddie, you know? Yeah, it would be. <laughs> he, said, he said, what? If I help you get this car, you'd be cooler than me. It doesn't sound very smart. It doesn't sound very Eddie. <laughs> doesn't sound very Eddie. I'm going to have to use that just to describe someone really cool. <laughs> I don't know about that, buddy. That doesn't seem very Eddie to me. doesn't sound very Eddie. 921 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers? Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and, oh, the practical effects. <sighs> um, and also the male gaze? My gaze at the males. 
Hi-o! From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. Hey, do you have an idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? Or do you have an already existing podcast that you want to take to the next level? Well, check out WeKnowPodcasting.com. From concept development to theme music to editing to logos, WeKnowPodcasting.com is a one-stop shop for all things pod. Don't hesitate to hit us up. We're very nice. All right. So this is my favorite part of this movie, actually. So he throws Eddie or Eddie throws Jake out of the car. This movie is a fucking fever dream, dude. (laughs) It is. Uh, so Jake enters into this Santa Claus race, which there are Santa races. I live near yeah, Philadelphia. There's always a Santa race. I don't know if they're always for a thousand dollar prize. No. Um, I love but, the fucking Kenyan Santa. <laughs> Kenyan? Yeah, but like, <laughs> but yeah, like he's attempting to win this race so that he can get a ticket and fly home. Yeah, and he does. He actually succeeds. He he meets a guy named Jeff. Uh, yeah. And he beats Jeff in this race. Yeah. And this is the part where I tear up a little bit oh, because I do love yeah. this. He's he's got the money. He's he's got the win, and the taxi driver is telling him that uh, the guy Jeff that he beat was actually the mayor of town, and he wins the race every year, and then takes that thousand dollars to buy food for all of the impoverished <laughs> people in Christ. town. And. Jake feels bad enough. He's like, yo, take me back. I I'll... love Jake's moment of like, a oh, fucking course it is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but, but the scene where he's talking to the mayor outside of the house and the mayor just continues to seem like the nicest fucking guy. He's like, hey, man, you want me to set up a table? Yeah. Like a seat? Like... He cares about this kid. I think Honestly, at that moment, I, feel- I would have went in and been like, yeah, can I use your phone? And just yeah. call and been like, hey here's everything that happened. I'm seriously, here's this guy's the, like he can vouch yeah, for He can back this up. I'm like, going to be home, but I'm not going to be home in time yeah. for dinner, but I'm going to do whatever so, it takes to get home. Yeah. Instead, he calls and talks to his sister who realizes like, he's not oh, fucking even, around. Like he's, he's, this is not a scam. Like he's trying. He to doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't care about the Porsche anymore. He could care yeah. less about the Porsche, yeah. which is the other really beautiful scene in that movie. Uh, and we'll get there in a second, but he, he successfully gets there through other shit. He has yeah. to sneak onto the plane in a dog yeah. kennel. Cause, cause like, so, so, and this kind of t- goes back to like the thousand dollar thing as well. Like, I mean, I know this is pre nine 11, but like, it sounds like you definitely need some form of identification to get on an airplane. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, even if he had the money, it seems like he would need yeah. some form of ID to get on Ticket a plane. purchased, had the access code, had everything else, yeah. just didn't have a driver's license or photo ID to prove who he was. So, yeah. yes, he has to sneak onto the plane. He flies with a dog. And God, that's I love that moment. Yeah, He's hides like, on a nice train. Ringo, Ringo, is a ride. Nice Ringo. <laughs> but then, yes, he steals a one-horse open sleigh from the yes. local parade, which I do love that there's just this giant Christmas Eve parade happening. But he stops and he apologizes to Allie, and he gets the sleigh to his house God, at five fifty-nine, and he intentionally waits until after six o'clock to prove that he is there, not for the Porsche, yeah. but for the family. And even when the dad's like, hey, man, like, it's just one minute late. It's not a big deal. He's like, no, I'm here for you. Yep. 
And like, he's like, we got, is, a, we got a couple more summers and Christmases to, to work on this car together. It's a sweet moment that, yeah. like, when he looks at the fucking stepmother and goes, my sweater size is a whatever. I wanted to, like, go, well, it's too fucking late now. Yeah, it's I can't Christmas sew it in time Eve. now. <laughs> it's fucking Christmas Eve, bro. What do you, what do you think I'm going to be able to do? Oh so, my god. Let me ask a question cuz I've been trying to solve this for myself. Yeah. What happened with Jonathan Taylor? Thomas? Dude, this dude disappeared. But you know what he's not doing? He's not going all alt right. Well, that's what I was checking about cuz I was concerned. <laughs> like uh the other guy from fucking Home Improvement, you know, the guy that played the dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just got like cuz someone literally I was talking to them about me doing this movie and they're like Oh, I, I wonder what Jonathan Taylor Thomas is up to, and I'm like, ooh, I almost don't want you to yeah. tell me because so, like, I'm so nervous it'll be bad. The did was Last Man Standing, like so he was on the show for like. But even then, that was that was almost that was a decade ago. ago. Yeah, like so that's a long Taylor. ass time. I do vaguely remember him on an episode of Veronica Mars, but yeah, it's, I I guess he just don't have to work if he don't want to work. Yeah. This is fucking weird. Jonathan Taylor Thomas photographed for the first time in nearly eight years. And this was last year. Yeah, send me the link. I just want to see, does he still yeah. have his boyish good looks? Mm, no, he kind of went the uh, Haley Joel Osmond route. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is he doing now? <laughs> Jonathan well, Taylor you have Thomas. to imagine. You have to imagine that a he probably gets residuals for like home improvement reruns, which they're not as frequent as they used to be. Yeah. But there was a period of time where they were constant, and I'm sure he gets some type of residuals for like The Lion King and like some of those big Disney movies that he what? did. So maybe he's just living. Now he on... sits as a board member on the SAG after a union. Oh, maybe, or, or he's doing that. JTT serves as a board member for the SAG-AFTRA Actors Union. That's fucking wild. But, I mean, you know what? Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> Props to him. Well, everybody listening, I hope you, you've enjoyed your holiday season so far. Like, we are recording this the week before Thanksgiving. I'm actually heading down to Universal tomorrow. Super excited. Ooh. And I really, really hope... That you guys tuned into the December 9th live stream. So by the time you're hearing this, you either tuned into the live stream and heard our rendition of a Charlie Brown a Charlie Christmas, Brown Christmas, or, or, or you're going to hear week. it next week. <laughs> yeah. And then that will be the and then that will before. be the last episode before Christmas. <laughs> and then after that, we'll talk about our Christmas. All that stuff. Listen. Life's crazy. I love you guys. Dude, we I but love, most I love of all, you guys. I love I love Matt. you, Dylan, Fuck buddy. Oh. Man, dude, you are one of my favorite people. And I think people Same. sometimes listen to this shit and they're like, they're just turning this on for the podcast. No, dude. I This is our text messages. I have never had a fight with Dylan. No. I can actively say that. We have no. never argued. And there are even <laughs> moments where like if if I thought that I have said something wrong. How many times have I messaged you and been like, dude, I hope you didn't take this this way? Like, nope. I don't. Yep. <laughs> I'm no, like, not at all. Yep. I th- it's, dude, we have a solid communicative friendship. Yep. We're fist bumping in the screen right now. <laughs> and, dude, I can't wait for Christmas. Um, and I'll be home for it, man. There you go. And I'll be home for Christmas, too. Whoa. Oh, whoa. Now we won't stop till the big ball drops on you.
91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and oh, the practical effects. <sighs> um, and also the male gaze? My gaze at the males. hi From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 